You're listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. There are 6,999,999,999 other people, and you don't know what they face. And we all want things to get better because we're all in this together. Those are some of the lyrics from a recent YouTube video sung by today's guest, and they certainly speak to the times that we are currently living in. His bio reads simply that he is out to make the world a better place, one song at a time. Road-tested troubadour, relentless songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, he is keeping the American folk tradition alive with his enduring themes, articulate and amusing stories, and populist ideals. He rolls in off the road, pulls out a guitar, and proceeds to take us back to the basics. Family, love, gratitude, and laughter. I first heard him seven years ago when he opened for John Flynn at the Hurdy Gurdy Concert Series in Fairlawn, New Jersey. And I'm so happy to have him on my show today. With all of that said, it is my honor to introduce today's guest, Greg Klima. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks for having me, Marshall. How are you? I, I'm great. I'm great. You know, I, I started off with a little bit of your track, Reminder, and, and I'm going uh, to be playing more of that later, but I thought it was a very powerful video, and, and I was first intrigued by the video itself. D- did you have somebody help you put this together? Or? My dear friend, Aaron Sugar... Uh, that's Aaron, he is a male, A-A-R-O-N, as opposed to E-R-I-N, if anybody wanted to clear that up. Uh, Aaron Sugar, who has a website, AaronSugarVideo.com, I believe. He and I have known each other for about <laughs> 25 years now, I think. And uh, he, he, he did some time working in television production and does does freelance video work. And when I came up with that song and that recording, uh, I asked him if he could put together a lyric video for it. I told him I didn't want to be in the video. I didn't. I, it's not a song about me, you know. So, like I didn't want any focus on performance or me playing the song. I wanted the lyrics out there to show everybody the, the song visually, rather than to like perform it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 want, I wanted the video to act out the, the lyrics a little bit, and he he did that. Well, he, he did Portray. A, he, <laughs> Portray is the, the word I was trying so hard to find. He, he did an <laughs> ec- excellent job on that. As a matter of fact, it got me into, uh, I have to confess, I've been binge-watching Social Clima, and I can see <laughs> why you're a great storyteller, especially uh, with your I-40 Roland, Oklahoma uh, true story. Not only is it a true story, it, it, something like that happened to me, but that's for another day. Uh, and yet <laughs> yeah. I see all the comments under that. A lot of people have had that happen. To, unfortunately, today, people are having it happen in a very negative way. An interesting thing about that particular experience for me is 
is not in the story that I tell in that video. In, in the in the performance of that story, which I, I really don't tell it anymore, one, because I'm, I'm doing so much live streaming and without an audience there to hear laughing, it, uh, it, it doesn't work as well for me as the performer. But there's, there's a, a part of that story that's, that's just not funny. And so I, I've never worked it into the show. But that moment in my life, that I-40 Roland, Oklahoma moment, happened on an interstate in the state of Oklahoma near the town, the village of Roland. The cop that pulled me over that day was a village cop. Village police officers do not have jurisdiction on the state interstate. He was out of his jurisdiction. But when you're in your car and you're pulled over and this person is standing there with a gun and handcuffs and all this authority over you, you comply. And I, I wound up, like, I think my... I think my insurance card wasn't in the car with me or something because I'm on the road all the time. So there was mail waiting for me at home. So I had my registration and my driver's license, but I didn't have my current insurance card. And I wound up paying that little town of Roland, Oklahoma, something like 125 bucks after a whole lot of stress. You know, with the moment that I got pulled over through, like, the follow-up phone calls, the woman that I had to deal with on the phone, no lie, her name was Angie Biles. And I couldn't think of somebody that had more bile in her phone behavior than this woman that I spoke with in Roland. But, wow, they, they I, I can only imagine what it's like for other people in our country who get pulled over on a more regular basis and face that that fear and that authority and, the, and all the bad stuff that can happen in that moment with these guys who are just on a power trip. I, I lost that moment for me is the, the moment I lost respect for police officers. And I, I don't like that that is a result of that experience, but it's true. And when, I, when you see video, like what happened to George Floyd, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, my experience was tame by comparison to the extent that this can go to. I certainly agree with you. Uh, you had another video, One Foot in the Grave. <laughs> how, how did you do that? That that was amazing. Oh, the more recent video, the one with Bill Pasolacqua? Yes. Once again, Aaron Sugar. I, 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 can't, I can't talk the man up enough. Aaron Sugar video. He's my primary collaborator on my live stream. I, I do a, a, I've turned it into a TV show with all this help from Aaron and his video wizardry. Uh, how we did that is uh, a state secret. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I must say, uh, you have quite an interesting studio. I, I'm looking at all the instruments. For the listeners who aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, just Google Greg Klima and you'll you'll see his, his studio productions. You have artwork on the wall. You have an array of instruments. Tell me about the artwork. The artwork in the room is by Joe Crookston, my friend Joe, who I'm sure you, your listeners know of through his music, and perhaps he's played concerts there uh, at the Hurdy Gurdy as well. Joe Crookston is a brilliant visual artist. I mean, he writes great songs, he's a multi instrumentalist, he's a beautiful human being. And on, on the long list of, of things that you can say that are great about Joe Crookston. He is a stunning visual artist. He did artwork for my 2003 album, Another Man's Treasure, 
And when I was getting ready to record an album in 2017 called Never Knew Caroline, I I contacted Joe and I said, hey, you know, that was great last time uh, you game to do that again. And, and he was, he was, he was game to do it again. And Joe asked me, uh, he said, Greg, send me an email. Don't edit it. Just like sit in front of an email and type stream of consciousness for 30 minutes. Uh, tell me your thoughts about the album. Tell me about the songs. Tell me whatever pops into your head. He goes, just type, type, type for 30 minutes and then hit send without any, don't read it back. Don't edit it. Just send me that. And, and Joe painted that. And then fast forward uh, to more, let's say like maybe two and a half years ago, uh, Joe lives in Ithaca, New York. I live in Arlington, Massachusetts. Joe was coming to greater Boston to play a concert. And uh, I, I said, well, hey, you know, we got a guest room here at the house. You should stay with us. And he's like, thank you very much. I will. And he walked in with his uh, with his banjos and his guitars and his fiddle, and he's like, I got to go out to the car, get some more stuff, goes to get his overnight bag, and he has this other thing with him. And uh, he, he took the, the cover off of it. That painting had been hanging on his wall in his house, and he brought it over here for me to hang on the wall uh, here. And it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, how people will do like a clothing swap. Right. <laughs> You know, it's like, hey, the sweater would look really good on you. <laughs> so uh, at some point, I'm going to have to take that painting off the wall and drive back through Ithaca, New York, on my way to visit my family in Buffalo and, and give it back to Joe so he can hang it on his wall again for a few years, you know. Well, you but know, the pandemic hit the pandemic hit and it sort of got in the way of the timeshare on the painting. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned Boston and in uh, I, I think in. 2019, you released Why I Oughta, and that was uh, a track from the album C&W, which Boston.com ranked among that year's top 10 rock albums. And they wrote that C&W, it stands naturally for coffee and weed. The album's sardonic opening track is amazingly the Boston country folk rocker's third album this year, and it's a doozy a touching and funny old-fashioned country and western collection. It's full of twangy slide guitar, winkly sad stories, and no shortage of memorable women from the imperious Davison County beauty queen who could have any man she wants in Tennessee to the superstar who likes singing alone in her car. And this album featured you on acoustic guitar and vocals. I'd like to play one of the tracks from a which was uh, why I oughta. Would you like to say anything about that before we play it? I, I would. In 2019, I got it in my head that I was going to release three albums. They're all available online currently exclusively at klyma.bandcamp.com. K-L-Y-M-A. For anybody that doesn't know how to spell my last name, klyma.bandcamp.com. I released three albums last year, and the way that worked for me was without manufacturing a vinyl record or a CD or any other sort of physical product, I could just take the money that I would make from downloads to spend on the studio time to record the next album. And then I, re I released the second album, made enough money in downloads, and went into the studio and recorded the third album. And uh, C&W, which, you know, that 
that uh, review is really kind. You know, they're like naturally stands for, but it doesn't. It, it it's it's ambiguous. You know, C and W could stand for country and western if you want it to. It just coincidentally opens with a song called Coffee and Weed, and then a few tracks later, you get a, a song that's uh, very popular at my shows. A uh, little something we're going to play for you now called Why I Oughta. All right, let's listen to Why I Oughta. Why I oughta drink my water I ain't had near as much as I should Bartender, don't you think you could put a little water in my drink Cause the whiskey makes the water taste so good Last night I got in at 4 a.m. And tonight I'll be going out again I've been sleeping like a log Don't you think? 
that was Why I Oughta, played by my guest today, Greg Clymer. Can you tell How us about what... that band, huh? Yeah, well, that was my next question. You, you, you were reading my mind. Tell me about the band. My friend Paul Dilly is playing bass on that track. Paul recorded all three albums with me in 2019. He's a super talented, really gifted guitar player. Uh, plays piano really well too. But on on the three albums that I, I recorded in 2019, he's featured on either electric or upright bass. And on that track, he's just playing the blazes out of his Fender bass. Uh, a drummer from the greater Boston area named David Andrew Moore, somebody that I recently collaborated with on a Christmas song called Beautiful Christmas. David Andrew Moore on the drums. Susan Catania, who might be familiar to some of your listeners. She's a very talented singer-songwriter and a great vocalist. She came in and added to the harmony on the chorus. And that guitar playing is uh, the one and only Duke Levine. In 2017, you released Never Knew Caroline. Um, Correct. I, I, I'm curious, was Chris Christopherson uh, an influence on you? How did, how did he make it onto a track in this album? <laughs> the answer to the first question is yes. Uh, Christopherson is somebody that I consider an influence. I was, I was probably... 12 years old when I, I did a deep dive into country music when I when I was really young my my grandpa would play harmonica my uncle Billy would play guitar and this would happen in the living room of my grandparents house my parents my brother and I later on our sister and we, you know this is this is before cable TV you know we didn't have 800 satellite dish channels available to us at the touch of a button. We had Grandpa and Uncle Billy playing music, you know, and it was awesome. So I, I, I had this love of country music from a really young age, and I had cousins in a polka band, and all my friends were into ACDC and KISS, so I got into all of that stuff. And then I don't know what happens next, but I, I the first concert I ever went to in my life was Willie Nelson. It was the same year that I started playing guitar, and at that point in my life, I just got gone on Willie and Waylon and Merle Haggard and Chris Christopherson. And uh, fast forward 30-something years, and I'm living in Somerville, Massachusetts, and I had a record player in my bedroom, and I was listening to the very first Chris Christopherson album, which if people aren't familiar with it, you know, you know half the songs on it from other people doing it. I mean, it's the album that has me and Bobby McGee and Sunday Morning Coming Down and just on and on and on, all these great songs by Chris Christopherson. So I was listening to that and smoking a little of the green and drinking a little coffee and playing guitar, and this, this song just occurred to me in, in a flash. And I tell you, when you listen to the recording, it's a, it's a really slow song. I'm... I'm, I'm accompanied by Gerf Morlix on guitar and Peter Case plays the Fender Rhodes on that track and their their childhood friend and my good friend Jim Whitford played the bass on it with Mike Levesque on drums and it, it's a it's a slow song Marshall but I wrote it down as fast as I could <laughs> and uh the way the way that ended up on the album is I I was playing it for Peter Case and and I don't know if, if you're familiar with his work, but Peter's written 
amazing songs for, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years now, you know, and Telehotel, A Million Miles Away with the Plimsolls, you know, on and on and on. Peter Case is a national treasure, and we've become friends. And I said, hey, man, check out the song that I, I, I wrote. And when I played it for him, he was really flattering. And uh, I was like, man, I got to record this. And if I can, I got to record it with Peter Case. And it, it just all worked out that way. Well, why don't, we, why don't we take a listen to Christofferson? Oh, yes, please. That'd be great. Yesterday 
this play on She came on strong Chili's off again She just needs time To listen to Christopherson Just give her time That was Christopherson played by my guest today Greg Clymer I'm curious how is the pandemic affected affected you? I know it's affected artists in both negative and positive ways. How, how about you? Well, the question I keep asking myself is, how is the pandemic happening for me? And uh, for me, it gave me a chance to be still for the first time in 20 years. You know, January 7th is going to be my 50th birthday party. I was 27. 28 years old when I started touring full time. And for the last couple of decades, it's just been constant go, 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 go. Get in the car, go to the next place, book gigs. And then having gigs that are booked three months in advance, six months in advance, two years in advance. Some of these folk gigs that you book, they want to know right now if, if you can, can you be here in September of 2022? I, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I was I was trying to book something for six weeks from now, but if good Lord will and in the creek don't rise, I'll see you in two years, you know. So uh, it, it's been really nice to just sit still and take stock and, and work on my craft. I get to do live streaming. Marshall, I love this format. There, there's no way that I could have asked everybody in the world to please stop doing what they're doing and turn their attention to live streams. And you, you, have, a, you have a couple of live streams coming up, I believe. I, I stream every other Thursday. It's called All Together Now. It goes out on my YouTube channel, my Facebook page, and my Twitch page all at the same time. If your listeners are not subscribed to me, I, I would love to change that. YouTube.com slash social clima, S-O-C-I-A-L-K-L-Y-M-A. Uh, social clima is my social media handle. So Facebook.com slash social clima, Twitch.tv slash social clima. And you know, if you subscribe to me on YouTube, you get a notification. Same thing, I think, happens with the other platforms as well. I have December 17th, got a show coming up. Uh, and Thursday, December 31st, going to do a New Year's Eve extravaganza. Thursday, January 7th, will be my 50th birthday. My actual 50th birthday is Thursday, January 7th. And then a couple weeks after that, we'll do another All Together Now, me, Aaron Sugar, musical guests. Some of the people I've had on the show include Ely Amy, Janae Halstead, Joe Crookston's coming up, Bill Pasolacqua, my good friend from out there in Effingham, Illinois, has been a regular guest on the show. So I have musical guests. I, I have 
uh, a puppeteer friend who's been working with me. Got a brand new single called Beautiful Christmas available on my Bandcamp page, and there's going to be a video soon with me and the puppets. So I'm excited. I'm excited about all of this stuff, and none of it would have happened had there not been a global pandemic because everybody turned to their computers for their entertainment. And it turns out I really love the format of live streaming, and I'm good at it. I feel like I feel like I found my uh, niche. Well, Greg, I'm. I hate to say this, but we're running out of time. Marshall, uh, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to speak with me. And I'd like to come full circle and close with reminder, uh, well, which, thank which you so we start. Well, much for having me on the show with you here. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll see you out there in the comments. Okay. Very well. And thanks again. And I hope to hear from you again soon. That'd so be great. So we're going to close out with reminder. <clears throat> You've been listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Mr. Radio. Six billion.